welcome to the ArborPod, Detective Denjo series. Today's guest is Guy Mayor in the case of the suspicious specs. This podcast is provided by the International Society of Arboriculture. The grove of Cornus Florida dogwood trees adorning the front yard provided the ultimate in curb appeal. The buyers couldn't wait to sign on the dotted line. She cherished the tree closest to the curb, which stood as a sentinel, protecting from the curved row of smaller dogwoods. This location proved disastrous for the tree, but not for me. Piles of paper churned from one end of my desk to the other. Some sheets got tucked into labeled folders, others shredded, others filed, others prioritized in layers. Codit pulled a letter off the top, just in time. It was from the insurance company, warning me payment was due. I grimly wrote the check while Codit studied the itemized breakdown. Hey, Dendro, what does E and O mean? He wondered. That's for errors and omissions, I replied. Disclaiming our limitations in every report is one level of protection, but I still buy insurance in case we're held responsible if anything goes wrong. We haven't yet. I smiled, knocking Codet's head. But you know how it is with trees. There's so much we don't know. So many options. That's for sure, he said, rubbing his head. I remember the neighbor at that lightning job, claiming the tree was only worth firewood value, and then there was the leaning oak that split the house in half after we pruned it. The neighbor said we were at fault, but they damaged the roots, and we had disclaimed property, so we weren't held liable. And then there was, hey, I hear the phone, where'd it go? Godot pulled a pile of folders off the blinking telephone and handed it to me. Detective Dendro, is it you? Her voice was one long sigh of relief. My name is Cornelia Cornus, and my poor dogwood tree got hit by a truck last June. I've called several arborists, but no one has come out to do the appraisal that the truck owner's insurance company requires. Finally, I asked my own insurer and got your name. We'd be glad to do what we can, I assured her. Appraisal is never simple, but it's not as complicated as many make it out to be. I got her address and the insurance company's number. They confirmed that our assignment was to report on the tree's condition. And the cost of repair or replacement, based on our assessment, and submit that information with our invoice for the report. Coded packed the gear and drove to Cornelia's while I rode shotgun, reviewing a research paper on parenchyma and enjoying jazz fusion music on the radio. Cornelia waved as we pulled up and gestured to the damaged dogwood, which needed no introduction. I got out of the truck and met her in the middle of the yard, while Codet grabbed the gear and went to the base of the tree. "'Pleased to meet you, Mrs. Cornus,' I said, shaking her hand. "'We'd like to know all about your experience with your tree, and the accident. Don't worry about time. As usual, the insurance company is our client and will pay us.' Please call me Cornelia, she answered. The trees look fine for the three years we've been here. It gets more sun than the others, so it has grown larger. This year its leaves did not get as large as they usually do. We didn't give it any extra water, but even during drought the leaves did not wilt. I've waited so long for an arborist to help me. That's amazing, Codet cried out as he measured the base of the tree. Trunk circumference at the most damage height is 27 inches, and 23 of that has lost its bark. How could 4 inches of bark sustain a full crop of leaves? I set down my foam kneeling pad and joined my assistant. 
You'll recall from your botany class that water travels through the xylem toward the sky, where much of it has transpired through the leaves as sugar is synthesized using sunlight. Then the sweet sap flows down through the phloem in the inner bark, and the sugar is metabolized in the trunk and roots. Water conduction was not a problem, since most of the xylem is intact, I concluded, cautiously running my fingers over the fibers that were fractured by the trunk. So, Detective, the question seems to be, can enough of the sap get to where it needs to go for the tree to continue living? Cornelia asked. That seems unlikely, considering the damage. True enough, I agreed. The general rule of thumb is that if over one-third of the circumferential bark is lost, the prognosis may be poor. But like all our one-third rules, this is just one step in a systematic assessment. Before concluding, we look at all the factors involved. Coda tapped on his phone a few times. 14.8%. That's not even one-sixth. We know that the cambium is a single layer of tissue that divides to form wood on the inside and phloem on the outside. Too much is lost. This tree's history. And look at this! He pointed to the back side of the trunk. The truck's engine must have sprayed oil after the collision. These specks feel slick, like oil that's been congealing on the wood since summer. This means the tree has been absorbing petrochemical pollutants for months. Another nail in its coffin. Oh, my poor tree, Cornelia cried, tears welling in her eyes. I wish I had called you sooner so you could have cleaned off that oil and given the tree more of a chance. Those specks are suspicious and significant, I agreed, handing Cornelia my handkerchief. But don't fret yet. My assistant has leaped to a hasty conclusion based on an oversimplified science and incomplete inspection. Coda's jaw dropped, his cheeks turned redder, and he scurried away from my gaze. However, his measurements mean that, for insurance purposes, this tree is a total loss. Kodak will fill out the replacement cost method worksheet for training purposes while we go out to lunch. Cornelia finished wiping her eyes and handed back my handkerchief. You're so kind, she smiled, blinking back tears. I've made French onion soup with Asiago cheese and homemade bread and almond butter. Won't you come inside? Yes, ma'am. Kodak jumped up brushed the mulch off his pants, and smiled gratefully. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. I thanked our hostess as she picked up the dishes. Those phone calls I made were to three local vendors who can install 8-inch caliper dogwoods. Your tree can be accessed by a tree spade, so you have an equivalent tree without waiting for a smaller one to grow. Kodit's done a fine job on the worksheet. I agree that no depreciation is warranted in this case. Species, condition, and location all rate 100%. This species is well adapted and desirable in this region. This specimen lacks defects and is well-formed, and it's the first thing Cornelia sees when she comes home. I can plug in the median value of the three quotes, and we will be done. Please use my computer, Cornelia gleamed. It's in the next room. I pulled a battered white book from my bag and handed it to Codet as he handed me the worksheet. Maybe you can brush up on your biology while Cornelia and I are sending the appraisal. You might even have time to finish the dishes, I said with a wink. 
Cornelia pulled out the chair by the computer as I double-checked the math on the worksheet. I sat down, popped in my flash drive, and typed out the report and our invoice as Cornelia looked on. It was tough focusing. The drapes behind the desk were patterned with four-petaled flowers and heart-shaped leaves. Nice decor, I noted, standing up. The forms are complete. Thanks. Cornelia smiled as she sat down. I've written an email to the insurance adjuster and will attach your documents. After some clicking and whirring, the deed was done. She drew back the drapes to reveal a landscape ablaze with camellia blossoms under a dogwood midstory, beneath a pine overstory, not a blade of grass in sight. I gasped at the beauty of it all and turned to her. Cornelia was focused on her screen. They're glad to close this claim. The check is being processed right now. I will be fully compensated for my loss and your work. She drew me near to gaze lovingly at the lush scenery and eyed me appreciatively. I also adore woody plants. Her soft breath warmed my cheek. How can I ever repay you? I ran my finger under my collar. Uh, that soup was scrumptious and hot, I said. Let's see what code it's up to. Returning to the kitchen, we found Codet flipping the pages of a new tree biology and taking notes. Found it, Dendro, he said, looking up. Vascular cambium is what I was talking about, one layer inside the bark. But parenchyma cells go both ways, radial and axial, making up part of both the inner bark and the outer wood increments, a living energy grid pulsating with energy. They're chock full of protoplasm, many with chlorophyll, and can live a long time. Well done, my man. Ready to take another look-see at those suspicious specks, I said as I chucked him on the shoulder. Cornelia smiled as she folded some plastic food wrap around a wedge of bread and put it in a bag for us. And Cornelia, can we borrow that roll of wrap, please? They looked at each other quizzically, shrugged, and followed me outside. Well, Coded, how are you going to test your suspicions about those specks being oil? He was way ahead of me. Under the tree, he nicked a speck with his fingernail. Inner green shone bright in the low winter light. Cornelia gasped, her eyes wide with wonder. It's alive, she cried. But what does it mean? It's not oil, but a sort of stem cells for trees. It looks and feels like wax because of the suberin in the walls of some parenchyma cells, I told her. As cells divide and differentiate, miracles can happen. Some tropical trees grow new bark from parenchyma in wood. Who says it can't happen in Cornus, Florida? It's a long shot, but we should try trimming the damaged edges of these wounds, invigorating the roots by aerating and incorporating compost, and covering the trunk with this plastic food wrap to keep the parenchyma tissue moist. Dogwoods do get stem canker diseases, but the worst-case scenario would be that this experiment fails and you replace the tree later instead of giving up on it now. Go for it, Cornelia urged us. At least we'll know we tried. Coda took out the curved knife with a round tip and started carefully tracing the dead bark. She turned to me, her arm extended toward the backyard. Would you like to see the camellias close up? I nodded, hooked her arm in mine, and we strolled through the landscape I had seen through her window. The check should be here by Friday, so I can pay you then. She eyed me thoughtfully. I make a heavenly onion souffle. Shall we say seven o'clock? I barely heard her as I took pictures of her camellias, transfixed by their delicate beauty. 
All I could do was smile and nod. We walked back to the truck in silence, our steps in perfect rhyme. It's a date. I grasped her hand goodbye as Kodit packed the gear. Spring is almost here. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the ArborPod Detective Dendro series. You can earn CEUs for this podcast. Just use the code DD3569 to complete the quiz. Stay tuned for the next ones. This podcast is provided by the International Society of Arboriculture. Thank you.